Welcome to Abiding Life Studios. Be sure to check out our unique self-test, available in our app on iOS and Android, and on our website at abidinglife.com. Take the test today and find out how God uniquely made you. Share your results with anyone, along with the capability of purchasing and gifting tests. And remember to check out our YouTube channel at Abiding Life Ministries International to watch Michael Wells' training videos, including basic seminar, expanded seminar, counselor lecture training, podcasts, and more. Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today, I have my lovely wife, Shay Wells, with me. Hi. And we are going to be talking to you about communication. communication. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. Yes. You're listening to this, it's our first podcast of 2023. That is correct. It's exciting. And we decided to do a podcast on communication today because one, I think the holidays are hard for a lot of people. You're yes. at home with your family. Um, and with all the couples that we do talk to, one of the biggest things that we see is a lack of communication. And really, I feel like so many of our issues in marriage and parenting and everything really just come down to communication. I agree. So when Shay and I first got married 12, 11 years ago, 12 years, it'll be 12 years, years ago this year. Oh, okay. Sorry. 12 wow. years ago. <laughs> Um, we both kind of came from, I think, like most people do, you come from families that aren't great at communication. Yeah. They don't know what it was. Definitely the old school people. They definitely, you no just kind of, no offense at all. You just kind of, you know, would it brush it under the rug and yeah, just the next day will be different. Right. So it was different for when Shane and I got married because we were both struggling in different ways but had no idea how to communicate that to each other. Yeah. And for me personally, I can't speak for Shay, but I was absolutely terrified to communicate. I had been married before and I communicated some things with the first wife and then she name called me a lot. Mm -hmm. So that messed with me a lot of not wanting to, like basically when looking at Shay, I know she's different, but she wasn't safe for me yet. Yeah. Because I was so terrified to say something to her because then, well, will she look at me differently? Mm -hmm. In the back of her mind, will she be judging me? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's really the, the thing I was so terrified about. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all have a past and we all have our story. And then we, we bring all of that into today. And then that affects how we communicate and how we act and how we react. And for me growing up I watched my parents just not talk to each other my mom was like the queen of silent treatment I would watch them not speak for weeks at a time and so my first instinct is I'm just gonna run I'm gonna internalize it I'm not gonna talk to you and that was such a huge issue in our marriage in the beginning because we would have an argument and I would just shut down mm -hmm. and then I would just not talk thinking if I just don't talk to him or even look at him for a couple of weeks, it'll all just kind of, you know, go over. Yeah, we'll go be over. fine. Yeah. And then I just harbored all of that anger for so many years because I didn't know how to safely communicate, which is one of the things that I think like the number one 
um, piece of advice would be to work on creating that safe space within your marriage so that you can communicate, not just marriage, but any relationship mm-hmm. has to have like that safe space, which takes time and it takes having the hard conversations. Yes. So it's kind of like this, I don't want to say balance, but it's like you have to have the safe space in order to communicate, but you have to communicate in order to create the safe space. The two yeah. kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And I remember at the beginning, and then we'll get on to some of the things that have worked for us. I remember at the beginning, just like starting to communicate with her. And I would honestly be having sweat pour <laughs> down my face, armpits, everything back. I'd be sweaty so bad because I was so terrified probably a rejection mm-hmm. and he's still not belonging sometimes. yeah and sometimes I still get nervous and we can talk about that down when we talk about what else we got going on <laughs> yeah so, so um we just kind of wrote down a couple of little bullet points and like I said this isn't all just pertaining to marriage I think communication in any relationship is key We are going to talk a lot about marriage and about children and how to communicate with them because that's where we are in our life right now. Mm -hmm. But this also pertains to talking to your adult children. This also pertains to talking to your boss or your friends. I just feel like communication is one of those like versatile things that if you can master it within your marriage, I feel like you can master it within anything really. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of it is pretty universal. So Um, One of the things that we really wanted to touch on was actually listening. (laughs) And I think it's hard because a lot of times when you're having those hard conversations, you want to respond. You want to give advice. You want to fix fix the person. You want to make them feel better. You want to do these things. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes it to where you're not really listening to what they're saying and that doesn't create the safe space and I'm just going to say it if you're having that conversation and you're feeling like you need to say something it's really an issue with your pride because your pride comes in and you want to fix and you want to be and you want to you know you have to hear my side oh you're talking well now I need to talk you said your piece now I need to say my piece Mm -hmm. and really all that is is I don't want to be rejected either. I want to be heard too. And it's just that pride stepping forward. Yeah, I agree. And you can really hammer your mate by going that route. Yeah. Yeah. And always just like, well, you know, I've seen, we've seen so many married couples where it's like, I was hurt in this. Well, I was hurt in this. And really you're just one upping each other's pride basically by not just pausing and listening. So with that too is, you know, we were talking this morning about kind of forgetting the small details in stories when you're telling them, um, you know, we've all been at that dinner party or in a group of, of other couples. And there's that one couple that just can't let the other person tell the story without interrupting and saying every little detail. Yeah. No, that's not how it is. That wasn't the street we were on. It wasn't that day. It was this day. And everyone's sitting there going, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> because no one knows what you're talking about anyway. No. But we tend to just kind of. They just want the meat of the story, not the yeah the exact story. They don't need exact street and all that. And I'm telling you right now, the people that are like us that have to listen to it, yeah. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care about the details. We don't care about the details. We just want to know the thing. But I'm t- you're 
like Shay's saying, you're really destroying your mate when you're, mm -hmm. and we, I know Tim Lester calls them death blows mm -hmm. and he's so right because they are death blows. When you correct your husband or wife, that's a death blow. Yeah. And that honestly starts building that wall of not trusting that person mm -hmm. because they're not even letting me talk to just these people, our friends, our strangers, whoever you're telling the story to. Yeah. And I can tell you that being heard, feeling heard is more important than the fine details. Mm -hmm. Noah listening to me, it doesn't, I am very much so a blonde <laughs> I do not remember anything and I don't remember it correctly nine times out of ten so if I'm going to tell a story the odds are the details aren't mm -hmm. perfect yeah but it's still my story that I'm telling him and if he constantly interjected and was like that's not what happened that's not what happened I would feel so small and so unheard and it would create an unsafe space between us instead of just going just let her tell her story mm -hmm. because what matters is her feeling heard and feeling safe. What matters is him feeling heard and feeling safe and creating that closeness. Now I'm not saying like, let your partner just lie, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. When it's just the little details, they don't matter as much as allowing your partner to feel heard. Yes, I agree. Um, The other point is, reacting versus responding now we could do a whole podcast on yeah we could easily it is so important to remember that reacting is out of hurt and out of pain but responding out is anger. out of love yeah and anger and it's so easy especially if you are in a tense conversation it's so easy to want to just go no that's not what it is and just kind of react but that will never create a safe space within your marriage yeah and aren't we all happy that god responds to us and doesn't react i sure am yeah because i have done some stupid things and if he reacted to me i think the Ooh. world would have imploded yeah <laughs> but yeah and just remembering those points of like what my mate needs to be telling me something and I feel like I need to interject. And I've had these conversations in my head because I am very much so a person that wants to be right. And I am very much so a person that wants to be heard and that my opinion needs to be shared. Yeah. I don't know. I just am that person. <laughs> it's not the best part of me. I drive myself crazy. But I have to remind myself when he's telling a story, Shay, your point doesn't matter right now. Not that I don't matter, not that my, my point doesn't matter at all, but that right now he's telling me something that means something to him. My opinion doesn't matter. I need to be here for him. I need to kind of shove myself aside, die to self, if you will, and be here for him to create that safe space. And that I think has saved our marriage so many times. Oh, absolutely. Is allowing us to pause and go, what do they really need right now? Yeah. Do they just need me to listen yeah exactly and oh go ahead I was just gonna say and I think that's a good point is if you're gonna start communicating we'll, we'll get into it in just a, I think we hope in just a minute but I think it is when you get to that point point in your marriage when you can say hey do you want to just have me listen mm -hmm. or do you want me to have 
ways to fix it or yeah. suggestions to fix it. Yeah. And that has helped us a lot, even mm -hmm. recently, is just saying, hey, do you just need to vent? Mm -hmm. Or are you actually telling me, venting to me so I can have a, you know, a response or a, I don't know what you call it, reaction or not advice. reaction, but uh, yeah. Or, yeah, advice on it, solution, solution on it. So I yeah. think that's when you can get to that point, when you can start trusting each other, I think that's really helpful because then as myself or for Shay, when I'm venting or she's venting, she's just going to listen because that's what I've asked for. Mm -hmm. Or I'm asking for help and then she can tell me afterwards and then we can talk about that. Yeah. I think just assuming yet again, communication, you just assume, right? Yeah. We're always assuming, well, Shay has a look on her face. I'm assuming she's mad at me <laughs> when she's not even thinking about me most no. of the time. No. So that's where you get, you know, you can really mess yourself up in a marriage and any relationship when you start thinking, oh man, that person doesn't like me. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, they didn't even say hi to me. Well, it's probably because they were thinking about something else or the million other things or they were struggling or whatever was going on in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, um, I think it helps so much like for you and I, we're both feeler. We both have that high feeler yeah, to I us feel that we process by thinking out loud we process by unloading our feelings on each other because we're married and so he often you know I'm often like word vomiting my problems onto him but that doesn't mean that I want it fixed or that there even is a solution or sometimes my pride is too high that if you tell me a solution I'm gonna lose it because I don't want you to fix my problems I just want to tell you my problem mm -hmm. But it helps so much in those, in any relationship of, you know, when my girlfriends call and they're venting about everything, it's like, do you want advice or do you just need a sounding board? And mm -hmm. so often we just need someone to hear us. We yeah. just need someone to say, wow, that sounds like a really, really hard time. And I'm here for you. Yeah. And that's it. That's all we need. But we're in like this society of fixing it where everything has to be fixed and we all have to have a solution and we have to have a way to feel good and sometimes that's not where God has us sometimes yeah. God just has us going through a season that isn't for anybody to give advice or to help or to fix it's just where God has us but we just need to kind of band together in that yeah which is helpful to just ask the question do you want advice or just for someone to listen and the other thing too, kind of going back to the reacting and responding is it's not just in a communication sense, but just like how Noah was saying, you know, I might have a look on his face or I might not be treating him the best. And it's not even to do with him. It's because I have this to-do list that's a mile long and I'm overwhelmed and he could come to me and say, Hey, you know, you're you're not really acting very nice towards me. Your face looks like you hate me. Mm -hmm. What's going on? I could very well take offense to that. And I could take offense to his question instead of really hearing that he's feeling ignored, that he's mm -hmm. feeling like I don't like him. And we can have a quick conversation, a quick connection, a quick little touch base on that mm -hmm. instead of me going, what do you mean? I'm sitting here. I have a list of to do's. I'm overwhelmed. And now you want me to worry about you. You know, it would be so easy to, to react in that way instead of going, okay, what's really happening. And don't get me wrong. 
We've done all of those things. Mm -hmm. We are not perfect communicators. There are still times that we yeah. miscommunicate something. We're only saying these things out of experience from the last, I mean, we've been together 14 years. So over the last 14 years, we have reacted a lot. Mm -hmm. We have shut down. We have mm -hmm. ignored each other. We have yeah. said harmful things. Like we have done all of the things. And so I don't want... I don't want you guys to think we're perfect. No, we have <laughs> done not. we have done the roommate status many, many times, times in our marriage. Even recently, mm -hmm. we had to go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Fell into the rut again. Of feeling like roommates, we're trucking the kids all over the place. Mm -hmm. We haven't had any connection. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, but then to really kind of slow down and mm -hmm. and hear that. So yeah. Um, let's move on to kids. Okay. So let's do it. Well. My question to you first would be, what would be your number one thing to, and then we'll move on to the kids, what would your number one thing be to have a couple start with on communication? Say, like, at the very beginning, you and I, mm -hmm. we were terrible at communicating. Yep. What do you think helped us the most? Was it just deciding to do it, even though it made us both sick? Yeah. What would you what would, I think honestly, it was when we had a conversation about how we communicate the best. Mm -hmm. I don't communicate best face to face because yeah. I am terrified of rejection mm -hmm. and I am terrified of confrontation. Yeah. I do not want to have somebody disappointed in me. I don't want to have somebody mad at me. And so if we're going to have a hard conversation, please don't let it be face to face. And we had to be okay with that. And so no one knows that if he sends me a text and we can kind of hash things out over text, that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really needed. And I think that that's what really changed our marriage was being okay with doing things our way mm -hmm. and not the way, I mean, we had so many people say, you need to be face-to-face. -face. You will yeah. never resolve a, a conflict unless you're face-to-face -face or within this time frame. Or, you know, if you have a conflict in your marriage, you have to take care of it before you go to bed at night and you have to, and if that works for you, great. Yeah. But you have to find anything what works for you in your marriage. And so that would be my piece of advice is finding a communication style mm -hmm. that works for you so that you can start having those hard conversations. What about yeah. you? No, I liked what you said because I, when you were talking, I was thinking, you know, we always, you always hear people say, well, what's your love language? What's your love language? Yeah. It's funny that we never talk about what's your communication style. What's yeah. your what's the way you communicate? And I think I think we, you just nailed it on the head. No. Yep. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I mix words all the time, so just go with it. But yeah, I think that's the perfect thing to say is because not to compare with other couples, not to yeah. compare, you know, you might have someone tell you something, well, it worked for them. Yeah. It is and we're going to tell you some stuff that's worked for us yeah. and it might not work for you, but I think just even having the conversation, going to your mate or going to a good friend that you maybe you're having a hard time with or your child and say, Hey, how do you communicate? Yeah. What's the safest way for you to communicate? And yes, texting for us was the safest because as high feelers, we don't want to hurt each other. Yeah. We're so terrified to hurt one another mm -hmm. that we just don't want to say something out loud because what if it hurts her? But then with text, you can text it. She can have it. And 
I'm telling you, we've done it. We're we're still in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're texting. We're it out. But you're texting, you're looking at it, you're praying on it. You're we don't we try not to respond, you know, that we've had that conversation of not responding or not reacting. Yep, not reacting. Sorry, not reacting to a text, but yeah. really think about it and really giving that person the time that they need mm -hmm. to respond to it. Yeah, there's no for us it released a lot of pressure yeah because <clears throat> just to throw myself under the bus here i can have a complete acid tongue mm -hmm. i can say some harmful hurtful things mm -hmm. because i don't want to be hurt and so that can be my first reaction but if he sends me a text i can pause for a second and go okay i'm gonna pray about this for a minute i'm gonna i will I will always respond. And that is kind of like our pact. You have to respond, but there's no time frame on it. So I can take a couple hours even and just like, mm -hmm. and I can tell him I'm going to give, I need a few, I need a little yeah, bit to think still about that this. should be a conversation. Yeah, communication yeah. Of, I need to think about this. You know, just give me You're a gonna give me, you, Yeah, you can even text that. Like, and she yeah. has done that before. I need about an hour yep. or two to really focus and pray on this. Yeah. And then I'm going to respond to you. And I will say like, for me too, is I grew up in a home that crying was weakness. Mm -hmm. And so if I get upset about something, I'm going to cry if I'm upset or if I feel like I hurt him. Mm -hmm. So communicating face-to-face -face has always been really hard for me because I didn't want to see any, I didn't want anybody to see me have those emotions because I didn't grow up that that was okay. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I can go to the bathroom and cry my eyes out while I'm texting him. And there's no like shame and things that I would feel face to face, which mm -hmm. I know is a me problem, but I cry now in front of you, but yeah, but that know, took years. It, so. it took years. Yeah. And in the beginning, I didn't want him to see me as weak, which mm -hmm. is funny because now he, it doesn't matter. But in the beginning, it's like, I don't want him to see me in this vulnerable way because it wasn't safe yet. So I'm going to go cry in the shower and text him. And, you know, that just kind of worked best for us and yeah. um in those in that same line of thinking our now 14 almost 15 year old she's a high thinker she doesn't like to have hard conversations that's mm -hmm. not she doesn't like that she doesn't want to let us down there mm -hmm. are things that she just doesn't want to she's talk a, about she's a perfectionist she's a perfectionist to the core and so what we did years ago was we started a notebook and we have this notebook and it just says mom and Emily and she'll write kind of her thinking and what's going on and what's been really hard. And then she'll leave it on my pillow. Now she doesn't do this much anymore because now we have texting and she has kind of learned mm -hmm. that as well. And so she tends to tell us really hard things over text, um, which is great because then I can really focus my response on what my teenager needs mm -hmm. and, and really kind of give her that safe space too, which has worked out really well. But again, it doesn't work for everyone. Our almost 12-year-old comes to us and just says it. And yeah, it just, catches you off guard most days yeah, that you're like, just okay. Right out there. And then we have the conversation. But each person is so different. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that is so important to realize is your kids are very different than your spouse. Mm -hmm. And your spouse is different than your boss. And your boss is different than your friends. And to really kind of, figure out what communication style works with who now it's not going to work if you text your boss your problems 
right? Yeah. Like it doesn't always, it's not a universal answer. In our marriage, we communicate one way, but I mean, we work together too, but we communicate about work things different than we communicate about marriage things. Absolutely. And we communicate about marriage things different than we communicate about parenting things. Mm -hmm. But we have a way that works for us. And I think that that is the importance is creating that safe space and finding what works for you with each circumstance. Like we can talk about finances. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't argue about it. We can have a face to face. But when we talk about like hurts and things like that, that's something that's hard for me to talk about face to face. So knowing yeah. about what you can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So. The own, my own struggles that bounce around in my head, you know, those are hard to talk about. Yeah. But we have done it. And I think the biggest thing that Shay has personally ever done for me is I was so terrified one time to tell her some stuff. And I'm telling you, it was one of those times where you're just sweating. And I ended up telling her and she just said, oh, okay. (laughs) And, you know, I was in my head of the what ifs. If I tell her this, what if she leaves me? What if she's so disgusted by me? What if, you know, all the what ifs, we've all done what ifs in our marriage, right? And when she said that, I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it was kind of cool because I actually was released from it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like that classic thing of bringing things into light. Well, you got to have a safe place to bring things into the light. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of us have been burnt by other people and I'm not going to rag on church, but sometimes you get burnt out on church too. Yeah. Church people will say something to you. Yeah. Say you're, Oh no, you're in the wrong. You gotta, you gotta pray this away. And it's like, just, responding out of love yeah i'm telling you will change someone's life so much just with that one response Mm -hmm. yeah and i think we all have those pieces of us of conversations we tried to have or anything that stems from childhood or bosses or church or friends we all carry things with us we all have past hurts but i truly believe that your marriage should be the safest place yeah i think aside so. aside from your relationship with god clearly yeah but but you are one as, when you're married so exactly and i just think that really working on that safe space within your marriage and the communication the rest of it all falls into place mm-hmm. i just feel like your marriage should be the safest relationship that you have yeah. But that takes time and it takes you both wanting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that when our marriage is strong, my other relationships are strong or I feel strong enough to put boundaries on other relationships mm-hmm. because this is home base. Yeah. And I just feel like that home base is so important. Yeah. So basically a quick recap would be If you're in a marriage or in a relationship with someone, I think it's very, I think we both think it's very important to sit down with a person and just say, hey, how do you communicate? Yeah. And then go from there. Mm -hmm. I think if you have kids, I think the same kind of thing. If they can't verbalize how they would communicate, Mm -hmm. come up with some stuff like we have. You can go to them and say, hey, would you like to write it down in a booklet? Yeah. And 
you know, and then just pass it to me and or or text. And you can or, even shred the pages. Yeah, right? you can I shred them. Yeah. I want to tell you this, but I don't want, and I just have three quick points. Yeah, go ahead. Not so quick. One is, and I know you wrote it down, is to not be a long lister. And your kids don't want that either. Nobody wants you to keep bringing up the past. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that. Yeah. I do not want to sit down with Noah and say, hey, can we talk about this? And go, oh, we already talked about that, remember? Yeah, and you ago. said you were going to do this and you right didn't now. do that. I would instantly not want to tell him anything ever yeah. again. Or, you know, if your kids come and tell you something really hard, you don't want that brought up again. Have the conversation and then let it go. You know, I think some of my, some of the hardest insecurities that I have are from, some for my parents under the bus, are were from my parents bringing up things, mistakes that I made over and over. Mm -hmm. To this day, if I bake something, they will bring up that one year when I was 17, I forgot the sugar in a pie. And every time it's, did you put sugar in the pie? Did you put sugar in that? And it's like, I'm 36 years old. <laughs> like That was 20 years ago. And we're still bringing that up, mm -hmm. which then made me afraid to fail. It made me afraid to do things because I didn't want to hear that I made a mistake. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear their mistakes over and over again. Nobody wants to hear. Remember that time you asked us that really hard question? Mm -hmm. Remember that time you asked me that, that question? Nobody wants that. So if you have the solution to write it, have the other solution of if it makes you more comfortable, we can shred it after. Or, you know, have that pact of we're not going to bring this up again. We're going to have a conversation about it and then we're going to let it go. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that has helped us in communicating our, with our kids too is one, not being a long lister and two, letting them lead. Because... Mm -hmm. So many times as adults, you see things in your kids' lives that you feel like you need to say something about, and you feel like it's wrong for them, and you feel like you need to interject. But one of the biggest things that's created that safe space is allowing them to lead the conversation, mm -hmm. especially having teenagers. Like we've had some really hard conversations, but they don't, they don't need a lecture they don't need mom to sit down and be like, and then this and that, and just hash out every little thing that I see, which is from my personal opinion and my personal walk of my life and my experiences, but they need to lead that conversation mm -hmm. while you create that safe space. And the other thing is don't say more than they need to hear. There are so many times that they ask a question um, I can't even think of an example, but they'll just ask one simple question. Mm -hmm. And instead of answering the one question they ask, you then go into detail about this and that. And it all of a sudden it turns into this big lecture, basically. And all they wanted was that one question asked. Mm -hmm. And I think overloading information on them yeah. creates... I mean, we have teenagers. They don't listen to half the things we say anyway. Yeah. So just kind of allowing that foundation and then letting them lead, not saying more than they need, which kind of goes with any communication and then not being a long lister, I think is so important. Yeah. And just to say one more time, being a long lister does not belong in a marriage. No. You want to be a long lister with your friends or your 
co-workers or whoever yeah god will take care of that out of you eventually yeah long listening does not belong in a marriage no which is good that i'm so forgetful because yeah, I, I get so many migraines i forget everything so I we're know. good but i think it's so easy to it's very human nature of us to yeah, want I, to constantly tell you how much you've hurt us in the past and what you said in the yeah. past and what was there in the past. Mm -hmm. But God doesn't call us to live in the past. No, lives in the moment. Exactly. And so I think that as you're creating that foundation to have that internal dialogue with yourself while you're talking to your mate or your kids, having that internal dialogue of, I need to be here in the moment right now. I need to not react. How can I respond? Can I ask the question, do you want advice or for me to just listen? Mm -hmm. And am I leading with my pride or am I leading with my heart? Mm -hmm. Am I leading with what God wants me to be and to say in this moment mm -hmm. instead of interjecting and needing yeah. to have the answer and needing to be right and needing to have the upper hand just really going, okay, I've had to have a conversation with myself. Shay, your pride does not need to lead this conversation. Just listen. Yeah. I think my dad used to always tell me too, I always want that 10 seconds, just mm -hmm. the 10 seconds to like, just be yeah. and not react, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, I think that's true for everyone. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you do hear something that's like really shocking to you and you instantly want to react. But mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, it does not help your mate. Or your kids. Or your kids. When your kid or a friend and tells you, you know, they they come home and tell you some crazy things. But the second I react on it, that then severs that trust. Mm -hmm. That's all reaction does is it severs yeah. trust. And so if you want to build up on trust, it takes time, but it takes response and it takes listening. And it takes really praying through those moments of this person's telling me really hard. God, yeah. you have to be my, you have to be my response because I want to react because I'm human. Yeah, exactly. And you will. And I think the cool thing too, about like having your kid or even your, your mate write stuff down, they're actually bringing things to the light without really knowing they're doing that. They're actually getting it out and God's starting to squeeze and remove that stuff out of them which is kind of a cool thing too when you don't even realize you're doing it because mm -hmm. god's working in that right so basically we just want people to communicate <laughs> well how important it is really yeah. and it's I, I i can't even when we first got married i can't even believe we're where we are right now no, we had zero communication. No, I, I did not think we would make it, honestly. No, so. and, and quite honestly, I'm so grateful that we figured this out the hard way mm -hmm. because we've never really had mentors within our marriage. Mm -hmm. We've never really had people saying, here's what you should do. We've never had people like our marriage is us and God. Mm -hmm. And we have been through some hard things. We have been through anything in the book really. And it's us and God. And mm -hmm. I think we, we've learned so much in that, but that's not us. That's not for us to hold. We want yeah. to be able to help the listeners and the people watching our podcast mm -hmm. on YouTube and things like that. 
of we want to be able to maybe shorten your learning curve just a little bit because if we can just shorten your learning curve just a little bit then you'll be better off than we were Mm -hmm. because it took many many years of you know we didn't have that example growing up and we had um you know past hurts and we have you know all of those thoughts in our head of telling us we're not good enough Mm -hmm. and and they're they're not going to like us if we say something even now i'll think oh man if i say this He's going to fall out of love with me, mm-hmm. which has never been true, but Satan hates a godly marriage. Yeah. And he just wants any, he wants so badly for a godly marriage to crumble. And if you are in communication and you have that foundation, he will not win. Yeah. So I agree. So everyone, thanks for listening. <laughs> and if you want us to talk about a certain subject or anything, just uh, comment on the YouTube. Um, what do you call comment it? Section. Comment section. Yeah. Under the video. And if anyone's listening to this on SoundCloud or wherever else we have it, I think. Podcast yeah. Podcast app. You can just uh, email me direct at Noah at abidinglife.com mm-hmm. and we will do it. Yep. Yeah, it really helps us um, if you tell us what you're looking for. And we do have like a lineup. We have a list Mm -hmm. of ongoing podcasts, but we really want to um, really hear what you're wanting and what could really just like serve you in your life right now. And if you feel like you're the only person going through it, I guarantee you're not. Yeah, you're definitely And so if you have a question or a scenario or something that you've been struggling with that you want us to talk about or want to talk to us about. Yeah, talk um, to us about. Yeah, that's true. Don't be afraid to reach out because you're not the only person going through what you're going through. You're not the only marriage struggling with communication. Yeah. There are a lot of marriages struggling right now with a lot of things. And I can tell you from experience, if you are struggling with finance, parenting, sex, whatever, it all comes down to relationship. Yeah, it all comes down to communication. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that this gave you some ideas. Yeah. And thank you again for listening and have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed the message today, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any new releases. For more information about Abiding Life Ministries, visit abidinglife.com.